Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. This is African World Citizens, formerly Revolution Not Televised. Um, and I'm doing this podcast because we have to address these Aboriginal people and keep it moving. Um, so I'm just going to just get straight to the point, straight to the arguments that they create and just move forward. Because right now, um, you know, the train is leaving the station. Like, we have things to do. I have things on my agenda to roll out for the people. But then you have these people that are constantly creating nuisances, right? Um, you know, every time we try to move forward. Now, if I were walking down the street and some Aboriginal person tried to debate me and tell me, you know, that, you know, they didn't come from Africa or their ancestors, most of our ancestors didn't come from Africa, then I would tell them, you know, I would just ignore them, actually. I wouldn't even debate them. Because it's silly. But these people, they come into spaces, in our online spaces, and make these comments. And in my heart, I don't want to address it because it's like, you know, it's too silly. But I also know that there are many impressionable minds that are watching these things. And if you leave it unaddressed, then a person might think that what this person is saying is valid. And it's not. We're just not addressing it because it's like silly. So you end up having to address these things and take time out to address it. But we're not going to take too much time out to address it, um, you know, because like I said, we got things to do. Um, so this entire thing started because you have a series of people, right? And you have to understand the psychology behind it. Anytime you have a people that are not powerful in a society, that are part of the weaker group or the weaker class in a society, and they cannot fight against a dominant group, they cannot defeat the dominant group, the next thing that they do, the next defense mechanism, is to try to separate themselves from direct association with the weaker class. And this is part of the psychology of many Aboriginal people. You know, they don't want to be associated with slave culture. They don't want to make it known that they're not, you know, like us slave Negroes, that their ancestors came to the Americas on their own volition. And, you know, it, and it's a psychological thing that they're doing. In the process of doing so, they're doing something very dangerous. They're engaging in genocide denial. They're literally saying that the level and scale that the slave trade took place on did not happen on the level and scale that it did. They have some Aboriginal people that go as far as saying that the slave trade is not true and it's a lie. So how am I going to let you sit here and pretty much trample on the legacy of our ancestors and deny a genocide or minimize a genocide in front of people that don't know better and not say anything? Right. So this is why we're having this discussion. Now, the conversation that many people um, like to bring up in the book that they like to reference is Van Soderma. They came before Columbus. And I've told you guys many times before, sometimes I say it jokingly, sometimes I'm serious. Um, sometimes I say it seriously in a joke. That there's a lot of people that are constantly recommending books that they have not read. They're recommending books to you that they have not read. They have the spark notes from the book. They have a general gist of the book, a general idea, but they have not read the book. So this is a book that is pushed up a lot by a lot of Aboriginal people. However, if you read the book, 
there is very, very critical information and details that says that, yes, a lot of Africans conducted expeditions through the Americas. And keep in mind, I'm not saying America, the Americas as we know it. And obviously that wasn't a, the original name of the land, but we're talking about a region. I'm talking about North and South America. Um, and it's true. African people did come to this part of the world and they did conduct expeditions. The part that they leave out is that many of these people did not settle in those regions. They were coming to just, you know, for adventure or for trade. That is a very, very crucial part of the conversation these people don't know and they didn't read. But they're recommending the book to you. It's in the book. I'm telling you, go buy it, go read it. It's there. They did not settle in those parts. You may have had one or two people that got stuck there or a handful of people that got stuck. There are reports of a few expeditions that didn't make it back. They may have gotten lost at sea. Those kinds of instances. But you have to think about in terms of you leaving Africa where there's agricultural knowledge, there's a warm climate, um, you know, there's resources to go in on an expedition and ending up in a place that has a colder climate, the resources are scarcer, there's less agricultural knowledge going on there. You're not going to stay there. You get back on your boat and go back to your, to your home. So the people were explorers, but they were not settlers for the most part. And if they did settle, it was not necessarily their intention. They just found it a good place to trade or they ended up being stuck there. When you are debating these kinds of people, you have to be very, very aware of straw man arguments. If you're not experienced in debate, you will let somebody create an entire straw man argument against you and not call them out on it. These people are constantly coming in our spaces and saying, well, how could you say that we weren't here before or whatever? And then when you look back, nobody said that. This is what a straw man argument is. A straw man argument is somebody literally creating an argument that they claim that you made that you didn't make. And then they argue against the argument that you didn't make. To make themselves be right. It's a tactic, and a lot of people do it, and what's worse is that a lot of people don't recognize that a lot of people are doing it, but you can't try that with me. So y'all need to keep the straw man arguments over there. Um, I'm very precise about what I say. I will literally to send you to read back what I say. I will literally tell you to underline the part where I said it, and I know that you can't find it. Why? Because I know that I didn't say it. I know that I didn't make that argument. You're engaging in straw man to make yourself be right. So, yes, it is a fact that African people did explore the Americas. It's a fact. It's also important to note that they were not settlers. It's also more important to know that most of the explorations took them to Mexico and South America. Not North America. Again, that is documented in the book. They came before Columbus. Um, and this is not only just one source. They came before Columbus is important because 
under each documentation, it cites at least 10 resources, at least 10 sources after the chapter. So you can go look it up. So now that we've covered this, we're just going to address a few things and a few arguments that these people make that are incongruent. They're not logically sound, and they're just straight up insane. So we've already addressed the psychological aspect of why they do it. It's because they're part of a weaker society, so they're using a mechanism to disassociate themselves from that weaker society since they can't beat the dominant society. We've already addressed the fact that they didn't continue reading the whole book that they recommend to other people. That points out something key that says that these people, yes, they did explore, but no, they were not settlers. So we're going to get into another argument that these people make, which is not logically sound, and it shows that they don't have a strong foundation in history and basic research. They're constantly saying, oh, well, where are all the boats that all of these Africans got brought over here on? There should be hundreds of boats. Family. There are some places in different Caribbean islands that I've been to um, that you can stand there. You can look to your left and look to your right. And you don't have to be a sea explorer. You don't have to be, you know, an expert at geography. You don't even have to even know which direction you're facing. And you could tell which side is the Caribbean Sea and which side is the Atlantic Ocean. Why? Because the Atlantic Ocean is always, always more choppy and very, very rough seas, and the Caribbean Sea is very calm. The Atlantic Ocean is the choppiest of waters. I've been near the Indian Ocean. I've been near the Pacific. It is known for that. You can just look at the body of water and know that. So I'm bringing up this point about the Atlantic Ocean because it was called a transatlantic slave trade because that was the route that they took. To answer a very simple question, where are the boats? Many slave traders engaged in an activity called boat scuttling. That means that after the slave trade, the slave route took place, they took the slaves off the boat, they would sink the boats. It's called boat scuttling. It's a real thing in navigation. And now many boats are surfacing from the bottom of the sea that were scuttled. As a matter of fact, if you read Barracoon by Zora Neale Hurston, these people will tell you that once they got off the boat, they turned around and they saw the boat was on fire and they were sinking the boat. This is a, this is a firsthand account of the practice of boat scuttling. Why did they do that? Because the boats would be so damaged or they wanted to be undetected that it was more cost-effective to sink the boat and build another one. Okay? And furthermore, when you're trying to make a logical argument, you cannot apply the logic one place but not another place. Because these people, they do not recognize Europeans as Aboriginal to North America. 
Yet they don't apply the same logic in that direction. We know that there are millions of Europeans in North America. So why don't they say, oh, well, if y'all Europeans really came from, from Europe, where are all the boats? I don't see no boats, so y'all must have been here. So how are you applying logic for one group of people because you don't see the boats because you don't understand boat scuttling because you're not well-researched, but you don't apply it in another direction for people that you admit are not from the place? Doesn't make any sense. It's making me mad that I even have to address this stupidity. It's stupidity. And I don't want to address it, but I know that they're impressionable people. Furthermore, all you have to do is to create an anthropological puzzle to show that what these people are not saying is true. That at least half or most or many people are already here and they actually didn't come to the Western Hemisphere via the slave trade. Let's take an example because most of the people that did expeditions, they were in Mexico and they were in South America. So you have a situation of Brazil, and we're talking about Brazil right now, where the majority of the black people in the Western Hemisphere are in Brazil. You have a unique situation where they held on to the slave trade for longer than most other territories. What that allowed was the invention and the propagation and the regular daily use of the camera. Brazil is the only place where there's actual photographs of slaves coming off of the boats. There's actual photographs of people in chattel slavery. Many of the pictures that people see from North America and the Caribbean are you know, sharecropping, what they know is sharecropping, but there's actual photographs of chattel slavery, of people coming off the boats. And there are people that just 100 years ago, um, you know, they abolished slavery. So there are people today that only their grandmother was a slave. So this is a firsthand account. I don't think somebody's going to mix up something as drastic as getting stolen from their home and put on a boat and, you know, like have the wrong story. So these, why I'm saying that is that these people are not well-researched. These people say, oh, you believe everything the white man is saying, when in fact, many of these stories come from actual slaves' mouths in Brazil. Same thing with the, the black people in Colombia. Same thing with the black people in Suriname. First-hand accounts. It was not that long ago. Most people born in the 30s and 40s, um, they're either their mom or their grandparents experienced slavery. It was not that long ago. So that debunks that when it comes to South America. So we're talking about the Caribbean now. <laughs> A simple anthropological puzzle. The Ashanti people from Ghana, did not form their nation until they started being disrupted by Europeans entering into the territory. The Shanti people formed a unique language that is of the Akan group of people. They formed an Akan language called Tui. When you 
speak to a Jamaican person and you speak to a Jamaican anthropologist, the entire syntax of Jamaican Patois is based on the Tweed language. That was not even a formative language during the time that these people said that their ancestors already left Africa. So if in fact, the majority of people in the Caribbean were Aboriginal, were already there, they would not be speaking a language that is based on a later language of Tweed. They would be speaking something of a previous, of the parent language of the Akan people from a Niger, Niger-Congo group of people. It is a well-known fact that the dominant language, dominant culture in a society happens when one group has political or military power or one group is the majority. The black slaves in the Caribbean never had political or military power over the alleged Aboriginal black people. So that leaves you with the other option that they were a majority. Otherwise, there would be presence of another language, another syntax there. And it is not. Moving along in the anthropological puzzle, let's look at Haiti. If these people claim that their ancestors left Africa long ago, and most people over there are Aboriginal and they were not brought here through the slave trade, and they came before white people, it is impossible that there will be such Vaudois culture in Haiti because Vaudois is relatively new in West Africa. How did these people find, about, find out about Legba and all of these people if they should have had left Africa before there was an emergence of the Vaudois culture? Same thing with Cuba, same thing with Trinidad. Yoruba people should have not had left Kemet yet at the time that they're talking about and at the time that they formed many of their formative ideas and ideologies, but somehow that is the prevalent cu culture in Cuba and Trinidad. This is the anthropological puzzle that we need to talk to these people about that is not making sense. And then you get up to North America, I just referenced the book Barracoon. You have an eyewitness that said, yes, I did come on a slave ship to America. And not only did I come, other people came. And not only did other people came, I was running through for my life because I saw many other people leave and get taken on these boats before me. The entire African-American culture, the cadence of the drumming is from West Africa and the later cultures in West Africa. The presence of a Nancy, the spider, all of these folk tales are from the later cultures in West Africa. If the majority of the people, or at least half of the people, did come before the white people got there, this is not the prevalent culture that you would see. You would see other remnants of earlier cultures in Africa. So now these people are defying logic with the boat scuttling um, information. 
They're selectively applying it. They're not matching up with anthropology. They're not reading the book that they're recommending other people to read. They're leaving out key details. And they're in denial of a deep, deep self-hate. They're in denial of it. And some people, I believe that they know that what they've been peddling is bullshit, but they're too deep in it. That even when you come and you debunk these, these facts line by line, and you present this information, primary source by primary source, their ego does not allow them to back down and say, oh, okay, you know what, maybe I was mistaken. So they keep going with it. They want to honor Native American grandmothers and great-grandmothers and ancestors when the facts that are presented are that this person was probably a slave of a Native American. And if they were not a slave, they were engaged in a romantic relationship where they were not seen as an equal. It was coercion. So if you want to claim a rapist, go ahead. If you want to claim a slave owner, go ahead. Nobody's denying that there's a possibility that you may have Native American blood just the same way some people have European blood. And we know how that happened. Either this person was a slave, this person was in a, an economically unequal and socially unequal relationship where they were viewed as less than, or this person was a coon. And they just, they wanted to swirl. They wanted to be outside of their race. There are different types of swirling. So essentially, almost all of the arguments that these people present can easily be debunked. But they stay in their little circles and they don't really address or, you know, talk to people that can debunk it. They make silly arguments. They say things like, oh, all of these, you know, how do we get all of these people here? If they only brought a certain amount because slavery was a breeding, a breeding economy. I don't have to know you. I know that almost everybody listening here, their great-grandmother had at least 10 children. And we're talking about the ones that survived. So, yeah, if you have 2 million people and each one of them have 10 children, and each of their 10 children go and have 10 children, the population is going to multiply. It's simple math, guys. Simple math. But I'm not going to sit here and allow you guys to, um, this, like, you know, deny the genocide that took place. The majority, the overwhelming majority of people that ended up in North America and the Caribbean and South America came here through forced labor and chattel slavery. And that is a fact. And when you try to deny that, you're denying the scale of the genocide. Because you want to be special. You want to be separate. You, you don't want to be associated with us slave Negroes. You want to show that you're a special type of Negro, not us slave Negroes. Just get out the way. If all of these facts being presented to you, to answer your question about where are the boats, to address why you guys are not asking a similar question for how the Europeans came over here, to address the fact that there's actual photography in Brazil of people being offloaded off of the slave ships to address the fact that the majority of the people who did do expeditions were not settlers and the ones that did settle ended up in South America or Mexico to address the fact that the anthropological pieces don't match up 
that the cultural expression we have are of later cultures in West Africa, not the earlier cultures at the time that you guys claim that most people left. To address the fact that you're still walking around here talking about you're a Cherokee, and the Cherokee said that you're not a you're not a Cherokee. We don't want you. You're not part of our tribe. They kicked you out. But you're running around here like some peasant talking about, oh, I'm a Cherokee. But the Cherokee said that you're not part of it. You're not part of it. Go start your own thing. Go start your own tribe. Why are you over here claiming somebody that's not claiming you? Why are you over here claiming somebody that there is a slight possibility that so that person could have been a slave owner of your grandmother or a rapist? It takes a lot of self-hate to engage in that. And I just want you guys to seriously just move out our way. Like, we're not bothering you. Like, I have never, ever, ever gone. Like, as soon as I see the Aboriginal bullshit, I'm like, all right, I need to get the hell out of here. There's some pages that I followed. I don't know how I followed them. I'm just like, all right, whatever. But I can't understand why you guys are always coming in our comments talking about we. But you see me say that I'm an African. But you're still talking about we. So you haven't even convinced yourself of your argument. Just stay out of our way. We're not going to bother you. I don't know any African people that literally go in y'all comment sections and bother y'all. We got things to do. We're on the move now. We got agendas. We got things that we want to do. And we don't want y'all to come and interfere in what we're doing with these silly arguments. And we have to take time out to address the silly arguments. If you cannot realize that the facts presented today, right now, have debunked on many levels your argument, then you're in a deep, deep abyss of self-hate that we can't help you with, and we just want you to move out the way. Or you guys can buy my, my sage if you want. You just have to cash up me. It's cash app, like the dollar sign, the Aboriginal things. And it's like, you just got to just cash app me. $500. If you don't have the $500, I'm going to take some liquor. Because I know y'all Native Americans, y'all be drinking. I'm going to take some liquor. I'm going to send you some sage. It's going to ward off all coon spirits, all self-hate ancestor spirits. It's going to ward it off. I'm telling you. You have never seen sage like this on the market. My sage is not no regular sage. That's why I can't sell it for regular prices. Y'all can sage out your whole tribe. You and Blackfoot and all of them, y'all can sage everybody out. If you can't deal with the facts. Because that's what we have to say right now. Either you deal with the facts, you address yourself hate, or you buy my sage. Buy my coon spirit sage. It's warding it off. But just get the fuck out of our way. Like, we, we just leave us, you know? We got shit to do. We don't want to deal with the... We, <laughs> we low-life slaves. We don't want to deal with the aborigines, okay? Y'all some super Negroes, and we're just not on y'all level. Y'all escaped the white man for, like, 400 years. Low-crawling, ducking, hiding. We, we just couldn't. We couldn't. Y'all on another level. So just, just leave us alone. And we're good. We're good. All right? Peace.